Previously on Nerd Punches Nerd. I warn you, I'm about to get political. I'm not going to get severely political. Yeah. But just like the whole idea that like a lot of people in America want to believe that we live in like a post-racial society and that like racism right. is a problem that we've solved and it's no longer an issue. And all the people who believe that, by the way, are white. Um, but but like it's like people want to people want to move racist, on to racism. Sam. Like, do we still have to talk? <laughs> Did Obama tell you to say that, Sam? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Nerd Punches Nerd, the only podcast where a bunch of nerds pretend to physically fight over minor pop culture minutia. I'm Jeremy here with Benji and Sam, and uh, happy nerd year, guys. Happy nerd year. That's right. Happy nerd year. Happy nerd year. <laughs> and today Oops. we're going to be talking about the nerdiest movie of 2014. Of course, uh, we've been doing this for two years now. In 2012, you know, it was like a it was a race between you know was it Avengers, was it The Hobbit, and it was The Hobbit as we discovered. And in 2013, it was a similar sort of thing. We also said The Hobbit, but now it's 2014's gone. It's gone, man. We gotta figure it out. Is it gonna be The Hobbit again? Well, here's what's interesting. Last year, we all had these predictions where we said, "What do we think the nerdiest movie is?" Now. We won't know, of course, until the end of the podcast. But I'd just like to remind you guys what we all said. So, Benj, you said X-Men Days of Future Past. I mm -hmm. said Knights of Badassdom. And Sam, you said Guardians of the Galaxy. So, okay. we all had a different choice. Right. And not only that, that doesn't necessarily mean that's what we're going to decide. But that's what we all said. So Okay. I, I feel like those were all pretty good guesses yeah yeah they're all right? good guesses they're definitely good guesses yeah. we're gonna have some interesting discussion i think about this so it's interesting because there's so many nerdy movies potentially coming out this year and i think it behooves us to uh, just do a little bit of hmm, what do we think will be the nerdiest movie of 2015 and today i think we'll go in the order of alphabetical for the last letter of our first name but our full first name okay <laughs> okay hold on let's see let's figure this out now um for me it's y so i think i guess I'm i get to go first right I, is it l i'm l all right and then and then benjamin so that'd be n yeah and so yeah so i go first I guess okay. you know, I've been trying to change it to you know Jeremiah, but I guess it doesn't really count. <laughs> All right, very right. well, Sam. Jer Jeremiah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, okay, so um, my my prediction for nerdiest movie of 2015. Okay, so first I have an honorable mention, which it's actually kind of a fake honorable mention, <laughs> but um, I was going to choose Ex Machina. Because I thought that Ex Machina was a movie that was based on a Vertigo comic book. Okay. Um, and I guess it is. Written isn't. by James Robinson, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but it is actually not. It's entirely a different story that just happens to have the same name. Um, and it is apparently about like artificial intelligence and like a robot girl or something. So it could actually be kind of nerdy, but it will not be one of my three choices. Oh, um, okay. 
So my my real three choices are first of all Pitch Perfect Two. Mm. Um, what? <laughs> that was a great reaction. <laughs> because um, yeah, pitch, pitch, I know that's that's kind of unconventional. Um, however, like within the subgenre of nerds who are acapella nerds, Pitch Perfect is like the nerdiest acapella nerd movie that you could ever imagine. I don't um, know. Didn't it like blow up Anna no? Kendrick's career? All right. Well, that's a fair <laughs> title to your wrong opinion. It did. It did. Okay. All right. But fine. If you don't accept that one, oh, my I'd second movie it. that I was going to pick. You take it if you want. I just. <laughs> I don't. I don't it. think I mean, it's don't it's going to be the nerdiest movie. But I. I mean, Pitch Perfect wasn't a hit. I don't think when it came out. Anyway, whatever. We don't have to discuss Pitch Perfect. Um, so, so my, my second choice for potential nerdiest movie of the year is Terminator 5, um, which actually has the potential to be good, unlike the last two Terminator movies that kind of sucked. Uh-huh. Um, but Possible. that's not my ultimate choice. My ultimate choice is going to have to be Star Wars, because, Okay, so your you know, actual choice. So let me my actual choice, uh, I know I picked four movies, but, um... My actual choice for nerdiest movie of 2015 is going to be the new Star Wars movie. All right, well, let me just, um, now, Sam, I know you were like, Pitch Perfect wasn't a hit. In fact, it was a bomb. Now, let me just tell you a little yeah. secret, Sam. Uh, the budget yeah. in 2012 for Pitch Perfect was $17 million. Now, let's play a quick game of okay. how much did it make? How much uh, did it make? I don't know, $25 million? No, it made $113 million. What? Seriously? <laughs> yeah, so I guess Boom. Sam might be a little... Nerd punched nerd right there. That was a nerd... <laughs> that was a nerd punching nerd moment right there. I think you might have to, was, might have to take back was, your... Oh, it wasn't really successful, was it? <laughs> that, was, that was a classic nerd being punched. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we, I wish sorry. you had sound effects. Jeremy, you gotta add in, add in a sound effect. Was it? Was it? Drive gotcha. by... <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. All right. Okay. I I accept defeat. Right. Perfect well, was not an no, obscure movie. No, I, um, I think it's Terminator, obviously, and Star Wars are right. obviously huge things. But I don't think you can right. doubt the nerdiness of Star Wars, considering all of the everything about it. And I think Terminator Star Wars is one of like the nerdy thing that everybody loves, but it's still nerdy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially especially because of how nerdy. Star Wars nerds are, and they still exist, and they sort of created this type of nerd. I mean, they're pre-Star Trek. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, in some ways, Trekkie, Trekkies are a whole other level too. But but Star Wars, like, really. Well, in Star Trek, did come first, but Star Wars made uh, it more like That's right. everywhere. But yeah, anyway. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You're right. So, you're right, you're right. Benjo, what would you say is your nerdiest movie 2015? So, so we're doing number number one, not three. You can well, no, just pick your number one. If you want to talk about something else, that's fine. But okay, so like actually, it looks like it looks like next year is pretty good for for nerdiness. Mm-hmm. Like it, there are a lot of movies. Um, I guess ultimately I would go with Star Wars, just because of Star Wars. Except here's the caveat: I keep thinking in my head, oh, J.J. Abrams, he. He 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 definitely has got to go the, the the route of trying to be loyal to it. But you know what? I don't know if he's got a track record of doing that. I, do, I actually really don't know. Um, if he's like the, the teaser looked really good and looked like he was keeping in the in in some of the spirit and maybe getting a little better. But you know, it's it's got to be it's got to be the nerdiest things. But the other thing that's really it's really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. and and I, I in, in some sense you could say he's nerdier than Avengers two. Um, 
is uh, Goosebumps. Whoa! Because huh. out of Goosebumps, out of, that's that's yeah. an interesting that's an interesting nerdy thing. I mean, I don't know how, how nerdy people are about Goosebumps now or 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 anything like that. Is it really considered nerdy? I mean, I don't know. The popular, I mean, it's a, I, I it's really, a very popular series. It was very popular. I'm saying people being into it now. You know what I mean? Just, I just, guess uh, if, if I guess if you're an adult and you're into it now, that's a little yeah, nerdy. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. I I could go with that. But um, I guess that the movie is not meant to be. An adult movie. I assume it's a kids movie, right? <laughs> um, I'm not really going to go with a uh, with with a uh, Terminator because it seems like after two, did he really? Did, were, were any of them? I actually haven't seen anything after two, or, except for the Sarah Connor Chron- Chronicles are supposed to be all right. Yeah. Like, is anything really actually good after that? I mean, it, it looks like this is just rehashed. Yeah. Like it's rehashing. They wanted to put Arnold in it, which is fine. But yeah, uh, so it looks like there's going to be two Arnolds trying yeah. to have Amelia. You know, Amelia, Amelia Clark is the, the, the that movie, The Sixth Day, with uh, the clones. You know, where Arnold's like, "I believe you, Arnold. No, you're not. You're a clone. No, you are. <laughs> you are." <laughs> yeah, and there was the, there was a beautifully like terribly edited scene where against the green screen, where basically it was literally like, "So it is nice to have met you." And like pause two three. Yes, and you. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was it's like great how Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger's career has a co- completely like like there's a complete spectrum of really awesome like well timed lines and moments and really cheesy and awesome moments. <laughs> like they're all kind of pretty he is awesome. The greatest you know? action star of all time. Yeah. You know, yeah. even with all his crappy movies, he still is. Because even yeah. as crappy, he is one of those examples of. He's in movies that are so bad it's good, or even just his performance. You could say so bad, like it's just he. Yeah, and he's also in so bad it's bad too. But that's a separate thing. All right, yeah. do you have any honorable mentions? Um, Tarantino, I got Hateful to. Hateful Eight, fair enough. Yeah. All right, well. Okay. I'm gonna. Okay, wait, but what, Benji? What was your What was your ultimate pick? Star Wars. Okay. okay. Well, Star Wars. I may bite. I might. You know. If you had bite, to pick something else, then what would it be? Avengers two. Oh, okay. So I don't really know Ant Man. Let me get past the the ones you guys said because obviously they are nerdy, but we're thinking nerdy est. And let's be honest here: Star Wars, Avengers, they're going to be huge movies. We're talking, you know, billion in for sure. But Ant Man, come on! <laughs> but is it going to be nerdy? I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I don't. I don't, I don't know that Ant. I don't even know that nerds are into Ant Man. Were they? Like, like, who there, is there, into there definitely Ant-Man. are nerds into it, but but okay. But here's, yeah. here's why I might. Guardians here's why I might argue with last year. Okay. Remember, you were like, no one's ever heard of this. Like Ant Man, right. almost like even more so. But people have heard of Ant Man. <laughs> okay. 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 And but, nobody but, cares about him. But no, no. The thing about Ant Man is, even if it, it looks like it actually might be good, but the thing is, is I have no way of knowing if it's going to actually be loyal to the nerdiness. So like I would, the reason I'm saying this is because I would take back now days of future past because, because it really was, wasn't such a nerdy movie. It was kind of a uh, emotional drama thing action. I liked a lot of it, but it, it wasn't so nerdy. All you know, right. it was, Let me, I'm it was, just saying what I think, you know, and I definitely might be proven wrong, but that's just sort of my feeling. I would like to bring up some of my honorable mentions. There is Jupiter ascending, which is the new Wachowski one that was pushed back. Oh, you know, okay. it's like about I'll aliens and uh, what else? Like, it, you know, Mila Kunis and Channing Tatum. I think Sean Bean is supposed to have some role. 
Uh, there's also a new movie from Neil Blomkamp called oh, really? Chappie, which is about a mm-hmm. robot in South Africa that's that's kidnapped by local gangsters for their own nefarious gains. <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay. I did kind of read that. Are the are the nefarious gains to increase apartheid restrictions? Is that what it is? <laughs> no, this is. Or sorry, robot robot apartheid restrictions. <laughs> uh, there's another one called, thing called Tomorrowland, which is really mysterious. Yeah, I saw that. Nobody really knows much about it. It obviously shares the name with the place, you know, Tomorrowland in, in Disney. It's a Disney movie, and it's directed by Brad Bird, of course, of The Incredibles. And it's something, there's something about time and space, and it's sort of, who knows. Uh, but one of the things I really like is that in the description, there is George Clooney as Frank Walker, a grizzled inventor. Which is just, <laughs> I love that description. Um, Wait, um, how could I forget about Paul Blart and Mall Cop too? Okay. How could I forget about that? Put it with that nonsense. Uh, now, there, now, you might want to make an argument for Jurassic World, but I don't really think it's going to be that. Looks like it's pretty terrible. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is, and here's like where I get I'm not sure about, which is Pixels. Now, Pixels, the original Pixels, was a short film in 2010, which was basically like old school arcade creatures like Donkey Kong and Pac-Man and the like, basically destroying yeah. a city. And it was very cool looking, and they did a great job with the effects and everything. But that's basically all it was. But then the rights, I guess, to Pixels were bought by Adam Sandler... Yeah, I see that he's in it, and he's gonna he's gonna be producing it. Is, so, is, is it? I mean, oh, it, it, it's, it's not gonna be Happy Madison. It looks like it's Columbia. Uh, yeah. So he no, he's he's also producing it. Columbia is so like, gonna be Happy Madison too. So is it gonna be a Sandler movie? Wait, come on, Benji. That's like the best news you've yeah, heard. I know, right? Like, well, Tim, Benji loves Adam Sandler. Oh, <laughs> Tim Hurley, who is one of his longtime contributors, is one of the screenwriters. And he's written, he's co-written many, many, many of his movies. Brian Cox is in it. Kevin James, Sean Bean. Yep. Josh Gad. Peter Dinklage. Peter, wow. I know. I'm saying, look at the. It's like this could be the Knights of Badass of 2015. And then, and then it's, it's, it's uh, or, or it could be a good version of that movie. It, it, yeah. it could also. Um, Chris Columbus is doing it, which, yeah. which he's. Not bad. Well, it's just an interesting idea. When aliens misinterpret video feeds of classic arcade games as a declaration of war, they attack the Earth using the games as models for their various assaults. Therefore, President Kevin James calls upon his childhood <laughs> best friend, former 1980s video game champion Adam Sandler, who is now a th- home theater installer and had a previous relationship with his wife, to lead a team of old-school arcaders, which were Peter Dinklage, Josh Gad playing themselves, to defeat the aliens and save <laughs> the planet. And I don't know. That- that sounds actually sounds dangerous. like it could be a good movie. I know as <laughs> as weird as it is to say that, like that sounds like it it could work. All right, so here's here's my thing. Yeah, I'm gonna call Pixels the number one nerdiest movie of 2015, unless it gets wow. Okay, yeah, I know. Right. Now here's the thing: if it gets really Adam Sandlerized, then it would be a no. But I'm like, we'll see. Let's see if it happens. Anyway, yeah. that's just my thought. Let's but, not forget that Adam Sandler's production company, Happy Madison, made a movie called Grandma's Boy, which was a hugely nerdy movie about the video game industry. Yeah. So, like, clearly there is some, like, nerdiness in the lingering, like, in the background there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen that movie? I have. I, I, pretty much, yeah. I liked it. 
It was all right. It's it's a funny movie. It's weird. It's like Adam Sandler movie, but without Adam Sandler. It's it's it's. I think it's better than you'd expect it to be. When yes, you don't know that's him. a good way of putting it. I suppose so. All right, guys, let's <laughs> get started. Does everyone have up their list of 2014's greatest movies? Yes. All right. Yes. So as we start from the top, you know, you look down through all these movies, and you're like, ugh, ugh, ugh. Legend of Hercules without The Rock? Nope. And I think if you fi- you finally get down to the first actual nerdy movie, which, of course, Knights of Badasta. You know, this is that movie with Peter Dinklage, Summer Glau, about LARPers and demons, you know. And yes. Yes, was it a good movie? Not especially. But it's definitely, still has that nerdy thing. The guy, now that I've, I got the Blu-ray to review, so I watched some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. He actually did get real LARPers just like co-star in the background and, uh, and everything. That's pretty a nerdy yeah. thing to do also. So yeah. I'm still going to have that number yeah. one right now. No, I was going to say, I, I, I saw that movie. It's definitely nerdy. It wasn't very good. I mean, parts of it were good. There were like moments that were really funny, but it didn't quite hold together ultimately, and it was kind of disappointing. But but yes, clearly it's it's like the first contender Right. Um, you know, of the year. It was in January, you know, so clearly that's that, that should be our starting point. Right. You know, is this movie nerdier than Knights of Badastum? And since Knights of Badastum is about LARPing, it's going to be hard to top that. Yeah. So like it sets the bar high, which is right. good. So then we sort of move on. And the next like contender of any sort is I, Frankenstein, a terrible movie starring Two-Face from The Dark Knight. And it's, right. it was Universal Studios' attempt to try to create their own Marvel universe. Their obviously failed, failed attempt, because it did not do well, and everybody hated it. There you go. But, I mean, it's sort of an interesting idea. I mean, there's something dirty about the idea of taking the classical monsters and doing something with it, even if I don't think it's that dirty, considering how mainstream they tried to make it. Did you? So you've seen it. I haven't seen it. I don't know. I Frankenstein. Benji, did you watch that? No. Okay, so Jeremy, you're the only one who can even really speak about that movie. Yeah, so let, let's move on to the first like, legitimately great movie of 2014, which was called The Lego Movie. Oh, yes. Okay, all right, sure. Now, now Lego Movie, no doubt. Amazing movie, one of the best of the year. Yeah. And definitely nerdy in a lot of ways. You know, yeah, that, you know the room where they had the reference with Gandalf, Dumbledore. Dumbledore, I'm Gandalf. Gandalf, yeah. I'm Dumbledore, Michelangelo, Michelangelo. <laughs> you know, it was, so, and of course, the whole conceit of the movie, that it was basically all in the imagination of a kid, and that was not as seriously sort of the idea behind it. They were saying, if, there, if you found any plot holes, it's because a kid did it. That's what they <laughs> said that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but here's the thing. Is it nerdier than the LARPing movie? I don't think so. Right. So I think I, don't, I mean I think Lego yeah Lego, Lego movie there there really were actually some really nerdy elements to beyond the fact that it was a great story like I was really, I was watching this review about it and um one of the guys was talking about how like there were a bunch of details in it that you would know if you played Legos now Legos are not necessarily the nerdiest thing because a lot of kids have played it and still play with it all the time but one thing you mentioned is first of all like the space guy whatever his name was the astronaut like how he didn't have like a um like I guess the visor or like the face mask thing, like it was just broken off. Like that's really typical. That's a really typical thing. And how kind of like, like his, um, 
his his outfit or the front the, the front of his shirt like with the the gold planet with a kind of scratched oh yeah and like I there, were, that. there were all these details which made it I think pretty nerdy I mean maybe you could say it's not as nerdy as LARPing I, I see what you're saying um, well but I think there might... it's nerdy in a different way I mean LARPing is own yeah. LARPing's always gonna be really nerdy because it's in that Dungeons and Dragons sort of nerdiness but you know in terms of other types of nerdy like nostalgia nerdy like like just just the the what Lego Legos would, would be in it's I guess the video game nerdy sort of thing the playing nerdy thing. I don't know well but I, th- I think you understand what I'm saying like the level of detail to well, it and attention to it in, in addition to the fact that they brought in all these nerdy things it, within the the movie makes it pretty dang nerdy well I say not as nerdy what do you think Sam I I agree with Jeremy I'm gonna say not as nerdy okay I mean the Lego movie. Legos, here's the thing about Legos. Everyone played with Legos as a kid, and everyone loves Legos. So, like, this movie was already, like, set up to have, like, a huge core audience of, like, people who loved playing with Legos and, and wanted to see a funny movie. Like, it's, it's not, it's not, like, liking Legos is nostalgic, and, and it's not something that would be, like, frowned upon like being nostalgic about Legos. Like there's nothing like that's yeah, that like, was actually even kind of the point, you know? right? Yeah. <laughs> the movie. Like, yeah. The point of the movie is Legos are awesome and everyone should love Legos. And that's true. So right. well, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I'm gonna I'm so basically I'm agreeing with Jeremy. I think that okay. I think that Knights of Badassdom is still nerdier than the Lego movie. Alright, well let's move on then to the first remake of the year, Robocop. Now I assume you guys didn't see it. But here's what's interesting about it. It's uh, I did not. It stars Batman and Commissioner Gordon. That's right. Michael Keaton and Gary Oldman are both in the movie. That's right. Now, okay. does this make it <laughs> That's yeah, nice. It doesn't. I, I saw it. I would call it okay. Uh, I mean, the original RoboCop was kind of like a really awesome movie. You know, I've never seen yeah. it. Yeah, you got yeah, you to see it. You know, it's crazy violent. It's got some, you know, awesome satirical elements. You know, it's just a fun movie, and it's a good movie. But this new one is very, like, cold in a lot of ways. Like, there's some fun parts, but it's a lot of, like... It's very antiseptic, I guess. It's PG-13, and it just feels safe, I guess. Like, I don't I don't get anything interesting out of it. So I don't I don't think about it in anything. So okay. I, I say skip that. And does, it, does it seem... Or you just want to skip it? Well, yeah, because of the reasons I said. Like, if we if this was the original RoboCop, I think we'd have more of an argument. But it's since it's okay. this remake is not, it's like it's too mainstream to really get into. Right. It. And I think the movie suffered because of that. Well, I mean, the point of the point I think is that like this movie was remade because it was a safe thing to do, and if it's that in and of itself seems like it's not. It, it leans away from nerdiness. Right, I agree with that. Things that are safe are not nerdy, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Can we say that as a general statement? Yeah, yeah. And unless, unless it's something that is really, I don't know. I mean, like you know, My Little Pony is pretty safe, right? <laughs> but like, there's a nerdiness it- to it. Is this uh-huh. I've never seen? Like, <laughs> like if somebody tried to make a My Little Pony movie, would everyone just assume like, oh, that's going to be a huge hit? Like, <laughs> oh, oh, you, you mean safe? Like, sorry, sorry, so. I, sorry, I mean safe like that. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, you're, you're right. Okay, and well, not like you know, like like obviously Star Wars will be you know people will go out and see it, but like if it's bad, people will tear it to shreds. Yeah. You know? So it's not like yeah. 
Yeah, like it's not safe in that same. You know what's you know what's a good like barometer or, or however we should say it for knowing how much people will hate it compared to like I guess proportional to like their fan base or something. How how close is it to how much Metallica fans hated um, uh, Saint Anger to how much they love S and M? You know what I mean? All right, all right, all right. You know what I mean? Like there's like, the whole spectrum. I think that's a good. I think it's a good barometer, right? Right, Sam. All right. Kind of like all right, all right, all right, all right. I mean, I, I guys, we're it's, getting it's too hard much to Metallica. Translate that. Let's uh, let's move on to <laughs> the next thing, which is called uh, Winter's Tale. And this is an adaptation of a book that is loved by a lot of people. I have never mm-hmm. read it. Have either of you guys read mm-hmm. Winter's Tale? It's not Shakespeare. No. No, 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 no. Nope, not not that one. <laughs> um. No, so what's the one, wait, what's the Shakespeare one? Winter's Tale. Winter's Tale. I don't. I don't think so. It's the last. The Tempest was the last one. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Winter's Tale was a Shakespeare. This is not that. <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's like oh. it's a 20th century book, and it's not good. At least the movie was terrible. Angie. I. Uh, I. I did not like this. It's by Akiva Goldsmith, who is the same guy who. Mm-hmm. Won an Oscar for that Russell Crowe movie about the guy who was crazy, and has, beautiful yeah, mind. and has never had another good script ever. He also wrote Batman and Robin. So, also, the fr- also beautiful, you, beautiful Mind was not good. I mean, the first half was pretty good, I guess. Yeah, so I think it's how do you how can the same person have written a Beautiful Mind and Batman and Robin? Beautiful Mind like, really how? wasn't that great. Just the first yeah. half of it, kind of good. Sometimes you can get lucky. Just yeah. Apparently, Winter's Tale was like his big thing. Like he'd always wanted to make it, but it's been it's one of those classic. No one can ever adapt this, and I don't know if that's true, but I know he did not do a good job. I like the mm-hmm. parallel with Zack Snyder, terrible director. With Watchmen? To... Well, maybe. <laughs> Except they were going to do Watchmen anyway, whereas he actually pushed for Winter's Tale. All right. Well, let's 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 move on to Pompeii. Now I know what you're thinking, Pompeii. Now, there's something nerdy about the idea about any king historical in some sense, and it does star Kit Harrington, who was Jon Snow, you know, and it stars right. Trinity, you know, Carrie Ann Moss, and right. Jared Harris, who played Moriarty. But on the other hand, it's also a very, very boring, typical kind of look. The volcano is it gonna, it's has it going to blow up yet? Nope, we're going to get some blow. And yeah, we can move past this one. I don't, I don't think that's a, at all a serious contender. Right. So yeah. let me bring up the next one, which is the th- new 300 movie. Son of God? Yeah. No, Son, Son of God is a... Was, is, I don't even think it counts because they took it from a TV show and then they just recut some of it into the movie. So I don't really... I don't count that. I guess also, if, also, also before this, uh, I think there's something wrong here. Also, it says Anchorman 2 came out February 28th. Oh, that was not true because I've never seen... It had a re-release in, in 2014. That's what. Yeah, we're... yeah. Uh, I guess if you, we want to, you could talk about Nonstop, which is a Liam Neeson movie where he's basically taken on an airplane. Sort of. I mean, I feel like that's somebody must have just sold it like that, because it's basically him like occasionally beating up people. Yeah, Liam Neeson has really become typecast. Also, in Denzel Washington. Specific I, role. Him and Denzel Washington, like both these, like. Very well respected older actors are doing these act like what is this trend? They're, they're doing these like action movies that are not supposed to be that great. Like I mean, both Liam Neeson and I mean Liam Neeson actually has been doing action I guess for a little longer. 
but 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 still, both him and, and and Denzel Washington, who are known established as being really terrific actors, deservedly, are are doing these are are doing these like like a ton of these action things. I mean, I guess you know, it's work. But I just find it interesting. Well, Denzel has always made a lot of movies, some of which haven't been good. That's that's pretty much standard for him. Really? Okay. I guess I guess I guess I, I think that's true. I think I think Sam is right. All right. The next thing is called Three Hundred: Rise of an Empire. And if you want to see a sex scene that's also a fight scene, and one of those people is Ava Green, then maybe you should see this movie. That is a selling point for me, I guess. Uh, my feeling about this movie Wait, was... When you say a sex scene that's also a fight scene, they're basically, you mean the people who are having sex are also fighting each other? Yes. Or are they fighting, <laughs> they're fighting while people? they're having no, no, sex? No, they're fighting each other at the same time. Or they're fighting each other while they're having sex with other people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was interesting because it's it was a it's a very violent kind of movie, but right. Uh, I mean, the truth is, it was all very blah, blah, blah in terms of the, the actual action. It was all just like sort of extending the three hundred element. So I didn't really find it particularly interesting. Ava Green was good, just because she's a very charismatic actress. But yeah. the rest of it, I would skip. But this actually brings us to an interesting thing. Now I know you guys haven't seen it, but there's this. There was this documentary called Jodorowsky's Dune. And Wait, hold on, hold on. Are you going to skip Mr. Peabody and Sherman? Afraid so, Sam. Because that's pretty nerdy. Oh, come on. <laughs> you can't deny that Mr. Peabody and Sherman is nerdy. It may have been a terrible movie. Just because they have glasses doesn't make it nerdy. <laughs> it's based on a... Peabody. It's a oh, on, like, side characters from... The Rocky old Bullet Rocky and Bullingle cartoons. It looks I mean, like come the on. most mainstream cartoon ever. I mean, come on. <laughs> anyway, the thing about Jodorowsky's Dune, I, I I don't know if you guys are familiar with the novel Dune, but in, uh, yes. in the 1970s, weird Chilean-French Jewish director Alejandro Jodorowsky tried to film the movie Dune. And it failed. He did not do it. And it was going to be a really, really crazy movie. And it didn't happen. It didn't work. So it's interesting about this movie. It's a documentary. So it's kind of like the way that he failed, I guess. And so something sort of nerdy about adaptation of a, yeah. you know, a sci- and, and classic June sci-fi is. novel. You know. uh, but that being said, doesn't go above the LARPing thing for me. This is how I feel. No. If if somebody had made a remake of Dune, like the actual like fictional Dune story, that could probably compete with uh with Knights of Badass then. Mm-hmm. But is it like documentaries already have like more of a veneer of like um you know, like high class like um, you know uh-huh. uh I agree with you. Film. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like like this is something that like serious film critics might watch because it's like a documentary about the making of another film, even if that other film itself was like very nerdy. Right. Okay. So here's one that I think is an interesting contender. Uh, I guess we'll have to decide. I don't know if you guys have seen journey to the West, which is Stephen Chow's new. Oh, I, I, I have to finish that movie, but, uh, but yeah, it was really good. It, it is a great, it is a really good movie. It's like, and it's also, it's like a, kung, like as is his want, it's like Kung Fu pastiche. You know, it's based off of right. one of the classic Chinese novels, you know, and, and it's sort of like a prequel 
to the to the. So is this this the, is like similar to um, what was that movie that he made? Kung Pao. <laughs> no, was that what Kung it was Fu, called? Kung Fu Hustle is what he made. Yeah. He made Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, Kung Pao. No, it, it was Bob Odekirk, right? <laughs> I still like Kung Pao Enter the Mist. So stupid. Kung Pao is Bob Odekirk. We laughed. Okay, he made Kung Fu Hustle. That's right. Us, I've seen right? both of those movies. It was us. Yeah. We saw, right. Yeah. Yeah, we laughed a lot at that. Yeah, Kung Fu Hustle is a, is it's it's a cool movie. It's, but Kung Fu Hustle is like a legitimately yeah. great movie. And Journey to the West. I mean. There's definitely something interestingly nerdy about delving into that kind of martial arts minutia in the way that they do. Uh, yeah. And there's definitely, it's not like a huge thing like it used to be. I mean, martial arts. So I guess, you know, yeah. it, it comes down to like, do we really think it's nerdier? And I don't think so. Despite everything. What do you think, Ben? Okay. Have you seen it? You said you start in here. Yeah. Well, Sam, have you seen the movie? I no, I haven't seen it. All right, it's on Netflix, so you should watch it if you can. Uh, and Ben, you saw part of it. So, what do you think? Um, it was it was just really it was it was nutty and it was really cool how they just very like twist and turny sort of sort of storytelling, but like really unexpected stuff all over the place, but it fitting together really well. I mean, it's also it's ner- it's it's nerdy in ter- besides even the kung fu. It's very like you could say mythologically nerdy. You know what I mean? Because it deals with like demons and and uh, and it's it's not just kung fu. It's 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 like it's you know just in there with demons and spirits and all this different stuff. But it, you know, I, I'd, say, oh. I'd say it was pretty nerdy. I mean, it's based off of the classic Chinese novel, the 16th century Chinese novel, basically. So right. it's sort of like it's in that way it's a classic thing, but even so, I'm still gonna have to put it below the the larving movie for now. Anyway, I think we might have more difficult choices later on, but that's where I put it. Now the next one I don't think is nerdier. Okay. But let me just bring it up as sort of an interesting choice, which is Wes Anderson's new movie, The Grand Budapest Hotel, and it's nerdy in that kind of Wes Anderson nerdy way, you know. Yeah, well, in a film, I, th- I think I think there are a film like art film nerds. Yeah, exactly. Who who are really into it? That's what. I'm yeah, exactly. And, and similarly, Veronica Mars has sort of a nerdy aspect in that it was a TV show kickstarted into making a movie. There's something there that's kind of nerdy, but still, what it is is just sort of the straightforward kind of clever murder mystery thing. So I don't really think of it as that nerdy yeah. from that perspective, despite the you know niche audience thing. What do you think, Sam? I agree. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a little bit nerdy, but it's it's tough to compete with. Uh, I think. All right. Well, let's move on to again. Like like we said, the bar has been set very high. The greatest movie of the year, God's Not Dead, and I, I know you've all heard of this one. This is that movie with Hercules playing himself, by which I mean Kevin Sorbo. He plays like a atheistic philosophy professor who's trying to say yep atheism or something and apparently the movie's terrible and it has a lot of straw man as you might expect from this sort of thing so wait so hold on so back back it up for me a second kevin sorbo plays a philosophy professor who's an atheist and is trying to prove that god is dead correct unsuccessful Basically, because there's a lot of straw man arguments. Is that is that the plot? Did I did I get it right? Well, there's a student 
who it, let's say is a believer and the first day of class you know he's like all right everyone just write on the paper god's dead that'll be your first a and we'll move on that way we all have a place of starting from i know what you're thinking this sounds like a pretty crappy philosophy professor to say something so definitively yeah. but <laughs> that's not the point of the right. movie the point is straw men straw man galore straw man oh. Far as the eye can I, see. I took a lot of philosophy courses when I was in college, and I don't really remember anyone ever discussing God in terms of, like, God being dead or not. Well, first like, that's a God weird, weird way of, of even, like, framing the question. That's sort of like, like... It's a derivative of the Nietzsche thing, and Nietzsche was, like... He was saying it in a really kind of depressed way. Like, yep, God's dead because we killed him. He was basically saying... Right. He was decrying how awful humanity had become. He wasn't saying any kind of literal <laughs> spiritual thing at that. <laughs> so right. the point is the final argument that wins the day. But but Kevin that, Sorbo should know because after all, you know, he was <laughs> the son, son of Zeus. Yeah. Sure. But let me just spoil the, the ending for you. Basically He's the way it. that he tricks Kevin Sorbo into believing in God is when you know, it turns out Kevin Sorbo's wife died of cancer, and that's why he became an atheist. So when finally the student says, hey, if God's not real, how come you hate him so much? <gasps> of course. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, let's move on anyway. to Muppets Most Wanted. Yeah. Now, the first Muppets movie was mildly nerdy, but this one was okay, I think, but I, I wouldn't say it was that, that nerdy. Do you guys agree with me? I don't know. It did have Tina Fey in it. Yeah, it's not nerdy. Yeah. I, mean, I guess no. at a certain way it is. Uh, if it was like a... All right. Whatever. It's. I would say it's kind of nerdy. The Muppets are, are also like pretty mainstream at this point. Right. So yeah. it's not completely So let's get, come to the first interesting choice of the year, which is Noah from... Uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna go over divergent like I, I see that but I guess because it was, it was uh, based on it's just a classic sort of dystopian teenage it's, special it's thing. a it's a very very typical yeah like I wouldn't like yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. really do or yeah definitely capitalizing but, they're absolutely cap trying to capitalize on the, the Hunger Games thing. right when we have even Hunger Games yeah 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 Hunger Games yeah exactly <laughs> so Noah now in, in that it's sort of a weird metatextual biblical story, I think there's definitely some nerdy elements here. You know, even if, you know, uh, not necessarily everyone liked it so much. Right. Sam, you saw it, right? I did see it. I, I, I have to say that it is pretty nerdy. I mean, anytime you make a story from the Bible, and specifically from the Old Testament, and it's not like, you know, the Exodus, like Ten Commandments, you know, um, right. The classic. Egypt story, right? Like, or the Jesus. You're already story. getting into getting into right. some like weird, right? But I'm saying like specifically Old Testament. Like you're getting into some stuff that's already like considered to be somewhat obscure, and that the only people who would really be into it are like people who are into religion to begin with, and specifically into like Old Testament religion. So yeah, I I do no, think that there is something nerdy yeah. about it. Also, and it's a weird story too. It's like not your typical, not even your like your typical Bible story. Right, because he takes from all like the extra textual sources and then makes up a few more. You know, it's sort of like yeah. it's really getting into interesting, weird interpretations of things. Wait, so just I mean, obviously, Jeremy, you and I are you know 
as per usual, we're like the only people who, who like who <laughs> who like an Aronofsky movie in a certain in a certain time. I like or maybe maybe Fountain is the only other example. But like, I did love the movie. But does is liking Aronofsky? Does Aronofsky make it nerdy? I'm not quite sure. Like, you know, I think Wrecking for and definitely Pi more so are kind of nerdy movies. Well, I don't in their, in their way. But Pi definitely, considering it's about yeah. Pi. Pi is definitely magic. nerdy. It's about magic numbers. So that's that's <laughs> that's pretty nerdy. But this is like I still yeah. think it's a little too big and a little too uh impressive to be as nerdy as some of our other movies. And especially yeah. as we come to some it's of the tough call. Down, the, down the line. That's that's my feeling. It's a tough call. I think I think it's definitely in the top two of movies that we've considered thus far. Um, okay, so we got Knights of Bad Aston. Still may not be able to top the top Knights of Bad Aston. Yeah, I know. But those are those are definitely the top two. Right. Okay. So okay. next one is kind of interesting. I don't know if you guys actually saw. It's called Under the Skin, and this is a really really creepy sci-fi movie. Sorry, Scarlett Johansson. It's like you remember that movie Species right. about this like lady alien that they grow and basically she has to find someone to mate with and it sort of yeah. you know so the famous Sharon Stone scene yeah uh well she wasn't in that but that's not Sharon Stone <laughs> it's oh, oh, uh oh. Tasha Henstridge right. I think right, that's correct right. uh but it did have who was that guy I'm thinking of is it the guy from is it the guy from Kill Bill that was in Species I'm trying to remember you, you know who I'm talking about Oh, let me just do a quick check here. Uh, okay, so Species starred... Yeah, sure. guy from Kill Bill. Right, no, I, was, I was right. Michael Madsen. Uh, it did have Michael Madsen in it. So, but... Okay. Anyway, this is sort of like that, except make it much more experimental, much more weird, much more really trying to get in your head and mess with you. The score is one of the... Okay. Like, it's just amazing like this it's because it's so bizarre and creepy and like it's like oh my god it's getting in my head type of thing i was really impressed by it and there's a real kind of weird indie sci-fi nerdy aspect to it because of all those elements mm-hmm. now okay you guys haven't seen it so it's really hard i think for you guys to judge so i may just have to put it on my you know maybe list for myself and you know, just yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, because neither of us have seen it. Um, I'm, I'm certainly willing to hear arguments that it is a profoundly nerdy movie. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just have no, no point to, uh, you know, to judge it on. Okay. Well, then let's move on to one of the biggest movies of the year, which was called Captain America: The Winter Soldier. And I assume we right. all saw this movie, right? Uh, well, I certainly yeah, did. Benji, have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, no, I saw it. You did. Okay. Now, the thing is, I, there's obviously just because it literally because it's comic book stuff, you know, makes it nerdy. On the other hand, I yeah. felt like it had a real vibe of being mainstream. Also, that's yeah. my feeling about it. Like it wasn't as mainstream as say X Men. Oddly enough, <laughs> but considering that there wasn't like fantastical stuff in the same way. Sure, there was a literal talking computer that was like originally a person in Captain America, <laughs> which is pretty nerdy. But right. I feel like a lot of it, it wasn't done really nerdy. It, it, it didn't. It didn't feel nerdy. It felt like 
a, you know, I mean, I've seen people compare it to like a, you know, Cold War era, like espionage movie, which is, you know, that's pretty accurate, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it didn't, it didn't feel nerdy. It didn't even feel like a comic book movie. It felt like, you know, like a, an action adventure, like suspense kind of movie. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. I, I agree. Okay. So then let's move on to April 11th. And there was a movie that came out called Only Lovers Left Alive. And this starred two very vampiric-looking people, Tilda Swinton and Tom Hiddleston, and also Mio Wisikowski. <laughs> if you're guessing it's a movie about vampires, <laughs> you're right. It start, and it's from director Jim Jarmusch, and it's like... like it's like it was weird? Yeah, it's like if Twilight was weirder and not as, like, bad... Um, in some ways, but I, I didn't even realize that Jim Jarmusch was one of those weird Shakespeare conspiracy theorists, because at one point oh, suddenly, he is. Yeah, suddenly at one point in the movie, he's an, an anti-Stratfordian or whatever they call them. Oh uh, yeah, I don't remember what the name for the exact thing he is, but basically, he sort of you know, they basically run into well, I can. Uh, who is the guy that is often considered to have written all the Shakespeare stuff? The other... Oh, yeah. Um, Edward of something or other. No, not him. Right? The other contemporary. Marlowe. Uh, Christopher Marlowe. Marlo. Oh. Marlowe? Yeah, Christopher Marlowe. Okay, sure. So Christopher yeah. Marlowe is is in the movie, and he's like, yeah, oh, <laughs> I can't believe you did all of Shakespeare's movies. Ha ha. You know, and it's like, oh, right, I forgot. Jim Jarmusch is a conspiracy theories. That kind of made the movie less... Now, this moves on to... <laughs> I think we're all going to agree that this is... It's certainly got to be the movie. Draft Day. Starring Kevin Costner about... That's what I was actually going to say... The NFL Draft Day. I was I was going to pick that movie... I was going to pick that movie as potentially the least nerdy movie <laughs> of 2014. Well, I saw it. And I guess it's, it's about the NFL. Like, how thing, nerdy could it be? It's not about an NFL game. It's about picking players to right. be on your team. Mm. So it's not... things a kind of de facto, you know what I mean? Like, anything really sports can't be in a nerdy category. But there is that subset of, of like, sports nerd within sports, as we talked yeah. about. Yeah. And people who are super into the facts and, and uh, fantasy football especially, though that doesn't have to be nerdy. Right, but this... This isn't about fantasy football. This is about the NFL draft, which is mainstream. It, the NFL draft is not for nerds. Let's yeah. let's be clear. Yeah, on yeah. the NFL draft is is, is just about the NFL the most draft. Non... Is, gets like huge ratings every year. Yeah, it's it's like, pretty it's much mainstream. Most, yeah, like yeah, it's it's the most it's the most non-nerd thing in the universe. <laughs> like, All right, I, that's like, that's I, what I'm I saying. Would say I, rugby, I, say, I would say rugby. I would say rugby has to be up there. I would say I would say the like, the, the the World Cup. Is is even more nerdy than uh than the Super Bowl because even people who are in the World Cup around here, I guess there's a level of nerdiness of people like because you know people like root for Italy or Spain or whatever around here. Less hey. so less so than it used to be. Soccer is definitely becoming more of like an accepted mainstream sort of thing to be into these guess, days, especially the only, for the World Cup. I guess the only thing that's up to the level of Super Bowl would be the World Series. I guess that's pretty not nerdy. Oh, definitely. Um, but, but definitely, like I mean, I mean the Super Bowl is like especially everything about the Super Bowl because like. The commercial, you know what I mean? Like, like, and it's all, yeah. I, I don't have to keep going on that. Right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Draft day, least nerdy movie of 2014. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, you've skipped a few movies that I've seen, but I don't think are nerdy. So, you know, I'm not mentioning everything. But the next one is nerdy in some ways. Right, right. It's called Transcendence, and that's and guess who it stars? That's right, Benj. Johnny Depp and Cillian Murphy. That's right. Both oh. of them. <laughs> and um, also Morgan Freeman. And if you, if you think Dog. that it's basically about how Johnny Depp becomes a computer, well... That's impressive because I didn't think I told <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> that I, was my exact guess. I, 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 I never saw it, but I people there's a lot of hype about it before it came out. I don't know if there was hype after yeah. it came out. But... Um, the movie is two hours long, and I it don't felt remember anything about the hype of this movie. It felt four hours I heard something. long. Yeah, it was it was just <laughs> was paced really poorly. But you know, the whole thing you know is like um, I didn't really care for it. The it just kept going too long, basically. So it was just kind of I'm gonna have to put it down as meh. I mean, sure, it's about AI stuff, but I don't think it was very good. Yep. Usually, I'd say sci-fi movies not that good. <laughs> I'll well, be honest. Let's get past kind of more indie movies that might be interesting movies. Wait, what's this about Godzilla? Was that the original Godzilla was re-released? Yeah. No, Brian Cranston. And also was... the new Godzilla was too. Oh, oh. Are, you, are you calling that? But there was also a new Godzilla. Yeah. yeah Do you think that is nerdy? Okay. Godzilla? Yeah. Potentially, yes. Okay. Go on. But but we're not there yet. <laughs> what? Why is Godzilla nerdy? I don't think I have to explain that. I mean, it's like a monster movie series from like the fifties and sixties Japan. That like became a cult hit in America. That's like the very definition of nerdy. Okay. Okay, go on. Granted, there was like a movie in two thousand that was like a mainstream Hollywood version, but it was the terrible. original one is kind of nerdy. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll give you that. And oh, all of the you know Godzilla and Mothra and you know whatever the I can't even remember the other monsters. Rodan. Um, I know that one. But but there were like yeah uh, Rodan. And God, Crodan, Mongos, um, uh, <laughs> uh, Gringotts, Mecha Godzilla. All oh, right, <laughs> Gringotts. Um, anyway, I'm just saying. Yes, okay. obviously Godzilla is nerdy, but we're not there yet. We're not up to the new Godzilla movie. That was All just right. the. I just noticed that there was a re-release of the original Godzilla. In All right. Well, then let's get to our next great comic book movie of the year. That's right, The Amazing Spider-Man, newest. Or two, I guess, if you must be specific. Now, you guys did not see this movie, correct? Nope. Neither one of yeah, you, right? I didn't. Now, let me give you a quick word of advice. Don't. Don't see it. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I gotta say, I don't know. I heard that this went through like a million rewrites. But whatever they did with Jamie Foxx's Electro character, they ended up with the wrong story. His story made no sense. It was stupid. It was really stupid. And everything else became much stupider just because of that. I don't even really remember everything else that happened because his story was just so terrible. And then they, I don't know if you know, like Gwen Stacy died at the end of the movie. That was like the big thing. Yeah, I heard that. And uh, it was right. also screwed up because you didn't care. It was like, oh. yeah, I Which guess- is bizarre because I read an interview with the director where he basically said like, his plan throughout these first two Spider-Man movies the whole time was like the whole point was that he wanted to get to the moment where Gwen Stacy dies. 
Uh, so it's kind of bizarre that her death didn't seem to make, didn't seem to matter that much. Well, part of it was the movie was so muddled and messed up that you just couldn't bring yourself to care. So I'm sorry, but nope, not as nerdy just because it's too artificial. So bad. It's, it's a, no, yeah, it's like yeah. artificial. It's not like a real movie. So we will now move along, and I think we can skip past neighbors, and we can probably also skip past. Are we skipping Bad Johnson? <laughs> I think we can skip that one. <laughs> I was thinking about that. But I mean, what kind of nerd doesn't have a bad Johnson from time to time? Oh, hey, I'm walking here. I thought we'd finally get to Sam's favorite movie, which is Godzilla. 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 Uh, or Godzilla. Yes, so. Godzilla. So, what do you think, Sam? What you thinking, Sam? Go well, ahead. I, so, I already briefly spoke about Godzilla and why I think Godzilla is nerdy. Um, you know, so I think I've sort of like explained myself as far as that goes. But, um, you know, was this new movie nerdy? I can't say because I didn't watch it. Ah. <laughs> uh, I, um, I, I, I heard it wasn't bad. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would bad. certainly be willing to see it. But I don't know. For me... I don't know. Jeremy, you saw it. I yeah, you, I, You've seen all these movies. Uh, and uh, even thinking I didn't see it in the theater, I, I watched later, like, on Netflix or something. Uh, so, because mm-hmm. I just want to watch as much as possible. So I can tell you my yeah. feeling on Godzilla was that it had a good atmosphere, and there were probably a zillion shout-outs to the old-school Godzilla stuff that I didn't pick up on, because I don't know any of that stuff. But to me, it just mm-hmm. seemed like a monster movie, and not especially nerdy to me, anyway. Uh, more than just being a monster movie. How do you? How would you compare it in terms of nerdiness to, say, Pacific Rim? Not because Pacific Rim was a movie that was no, inspired it, by that same it's Godzilla not as nerdy tradition. As that. It's not as nerdy as that. It's not as nerdy, and it's like more like a King Kong thing. If you remember Peter Jackson King Kong, yeah. that's, that, that's more how I. Feel. Oh, the Peter Jackson King Kong. Okay. Yeah, that's more how I feel yeah. about it. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Peter anyway. Jackson, who is kind of a nerdy, is definitely a nerd and a director, didn't do. Didn't make a nerdy King Kong movie, but it's okay. It's not like it's not like King Kong has this big like audience and 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 following of nerdiness. Like right. it's true, true. All right, well, let's move on to. I think we're all gonna admit best Oscar <laughs> and worst Oscar. I don't. I know those aren't actually categories, but they're gonna make him up for this masterpiece. Blended. That's right. Yeah. Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, two people who couldn't be more different. One's a man, the other a woman. <laughs> I can't see where this is going. <laughs> Somebody say Oscar. <laughs> if they give out an award for most Oscar this year, <laughs> that movie was so bad. I think they planted a guy in the audience at our screening who laughed. <laughs> Because there was like one guy <laughs> laughing at everything. Jeremy, I forgot to tell you, it was actually me. I, I wasn't going to tell you because I just, uh, <laughs> I just flew in. <laughs> I flew in just to see the new Adam Sandler movie. I didn't realize we were a large heavy set. Uh, you I, would do yes. that. I am a large heavy set, but Jeremy, I'm kind of sensitive about my large heavy set blackness. <laughs> he was not only laughing; he was also explaining it like things, just in case, like maybe we missed it. Like, oh, that was a rhino! Like, um. 
<laughs> yeah, but we all saw it. That wasn't the problem. That's not why. Well, Jeremy, that's part of my culture. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know why you don't, you don't understand it. Didn't you see? Okay. How can you yeah, say that in light of 12 years of slave? Come on. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I, was there. I was sitting next to a, another critic who is a friend of mine who's also black, and he walked out in the middle of the movie. Happens to be black? <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> that in the middle of the movie. He couldn't even sit through the whole thing. And also, let me Well, you know, if black, black... If, if black people can't handle it, then it must be good, right? That's what you're saying, Jeremy? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I liked it when I was the uh, heavyset black man there. All right, Ben. So. You, you, you liked it? Okay. Tell me. Tell me, Ben. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what? A, a, a kooky guy from Adam Sandler's past comes back, and Adam Sandler beat the shit out of him. Who? Which SNL alum from from Adam Sandler's time was in the movie and was much better than him? Hold on a second. Let me think about it. It could be a lot of people, <laughs> but just say which one of those people was it? Wait, wait. Let's ask the question again. Okay. So was it Rob Schneider? No, no, no. But that, that's not a bad guess. But I said who's better than him? Oh, who's better than him? Better than, yeah. Who, uh, Kevin Gillen? David Spade? Wow, very good. Maybe you did see the movie. <laughs> it was Talking Kevin to me? Gillen. Yeah, it was Kevin Gillen. Yeah, oh, that's because I saw it when I was heavy set in black last year. Okay. <laughs> so let's move on to X-Men Days of Future Past. And I think we all agree okay. the movie was a little nerdy, but it wasn't that nerdy. Yes, there was time travel, but it was pretty stupid time travel. Like the like <laughs> you know, like Agreed. like like the boring kind of time travel. Like uh I wait a minute, if I could phase through walls, that means I could phase through time. Have you tried it? Nope. I'm about to though. <laughs> no, you, Jeremy I don't we we talked about this I think I think either you or Sam mentioned you guys mentioned this at some point, I think in one of our more recent podcast, yeah. just saying how Brian Singer kind of has turned out to like the stuff is has like just over the course of what of what we've seen, it seems to not be such great stuff. Right now, he's got some really about like I, all right. I, I should say, I mean, I was making a fun about that particular thing, but Matthew Vaughn, who was one of the original screenwriters, said that one of the ideas behind that was that it was like one of the secondary mutations from like during the new X Men arc. Is that maybe like you know, Kitty? Who was able to phase through physical objects? Maybe she had a like a mutate, an secondary mutation right. that let her phase people through time in, instead of oh. just through physical objects. I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool idea. Except there's never been any mention of secondary mutations in any of the movies, and there wasn't one in this one either. So it might have been like background, right? Like, well, you know, what's it's a sort of like you're just but making that's up like very imaginary background, yeah. So it's, yeah, I don't know. It was. I will say I did like that movie a lot. Um, I'm a big yeah, fan I did of that too. movie, sure. and it it's certainly is nerdy. Um, but wait, was it the nerdiest movie? Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. No, I, maybe I spoke too soon. Also, like I, I don't really want to trash Brian Singer. Um, it, it's just like, and also maybe I shouldn't blame him for some of the issues. It was just it, it like there were there were good things, but like in, in on like both ends of it, just like the um. There were like kind of some dumb things going on in terms of like, like first of all, um, it wasn't until I saw Silver Linings Playbook recently that I realized that I really actually saw what Jennifer Lawrence could do. Because right. in Hunger Games she's good, but it's, it's not like a this stellar performance. Because I just don't think the, ca- the character for the screen is written that interestingly. Well, part um, of the problem is that Mystique and, was never written well. 
And part of it, maybe Rebecca Romaine was a little bit of a limited actress. I think she's okay with some comedic stuff, but she definitely yeah. isn't like as good as Jennifer Lawrence is. And so you yeah. get to see it's just just much... that storyline. It's also, like well, obviously, obviously, there's there's this love story thing, and I and I think and, and I, I think it was fine. Um, I I just felt like there could have been some other interesting stuff in there, like um, um, which they did a little bit. They did a little bit of which is just you know I guess some of the stuff with Beast. Um, I think I think the, the main storyline with Logan, I think that was fine. Yeah, well, like, here's what I would have liked to see. You know, basically they said, well, what's the whole reason he's traveling back in time? It's because Mystique is going to shoot Peter Dinklage. Now, I would right. really see, we almost see her, we never see her talk until much later in the movie. I wanted to see more why she was doing this. Because she had never really, we never seen her kill people before. So mm-hmm. how did she make that leap? Had she been killing other people to save mutants? We didn't really get to like leap that much till yeah. it's like nope. Now yeah. she's, now she's like the old Mystique, and that was a bad jump to me. I felt like it was a mishandling it's, of the character. I wanted to see it's a fair criticism. I wanted to see you know progression, and we didn't really see that. I felt like she was basically not there for most of the movie. Sure, she has a pivotal point at the end, which I thought was good, but she's supposed to be a sympathetic character. And I feel like they kind of screwed that up. I think they kept Professor X and Magneto pretty well. Uh, and they're both kind of interesting yeah. enough. You know, Magneto was sort of like, he's like, I'm sorry, I guess I, I do have to be an asshole about this. And Michael Fassbender is just so good. Yeah, that's that part of it. it. Michael Fassbender is like, I, I don't think I've seen, I haven't, I haven't seen everything of his, but I don't think I've seen one movie that he's not incredible in. Like, he's... I hope I hope he gets not that he hasn't gotten recognition, but I hope that that start that increases more, and like people really start to to take notice. Well, I think people have taken notice of him. I mean, definitely in Hollywood, definitely people in terms of like casting him and things like that. I think he's never, right. he's just he's he conveys he's, he's almost yeah like I mean he's almost like 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 a poor man's Benedict Cumberbatch Ooh, in terms mean? of like being like a star who's like being cast he's in a bunch of stuff. That people talk about how big art. Huh? Benedict Cumberbatch is not as good What'd you of an say? actor. Benedict Cumberbatch is not as good of an actor. He was also in well. I mean, that's fine. And he wasn't. As I'm not saying in terms of his acting ability. I'm saying in terms of his profile and the mm-hmm. fact that like people are talking about him as like you know someone who they want to cast in stuff. He's like, okay. or maybe maybe his momentum has slowed a little bit as like you know Cumberbatch has sort of like taken over. But like, yeah. but there was a while when everyone was like, "Oh, he's so great, Fastbender. He's he's awesome." You right. know, really, but like, was he? But, but, no, but the, 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 the difference is, is that well, Cumberbatch has this kind of like like fan, well, a lot of fan girl stuff. He, he's kind of this like this like this like big celebrity thing. Michael Fastbender, I don't think is as much of a celebrity. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Right. He, he's, he's more he's he's more known as this actor. Right. I, I mean, I, I if you remember so. X Men First Class, uh, the one of my favorite scenes, and the reason why that movie is my favorite of the X Men movies was the arc of the relationship between the two characters, you know, Magneto and Professor X. Yeah. And they basically, yeah. he's trying to move the satellite, and then, you know, yeah. Charles is sort of like, he gets into his head and helps him see things, and he, like, Michael Fassbender basically starts to cry. I'm like, oh my god, you feel it. You feel this from him. His joy in well, being mean- able to do it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's like, yeah. and that's like, that's the kind of thing you don't see as often in superhero movies. I know you guys didn't see Man of Steel, but there was one really awesome part when he basically learns to fly, 
it doesn't last long enough, which is one of the several problems with the movie, is that it didn't know how to do a lot of things, even if it had good ideas, which is sort of a classic Zack Snyder problem. But there was, like, one moment where he basically realizes that he can fly, and he has, like, this look of, like, extreme joy on his face, and he's laughing, and it's great. And, but, uh-huh. you know, it doesn't last that long. But I'm saying, yeah. you, know, some, you know, those are the kinds of things I'd like to see with these kinds of superhero things, because it's like, you know, yeah. think. That's, those are important. Yeah. You know, those are important. That's, that's actually yeah, really... Those, like, I know what you're saying. Like, those, yeah. those human moments. The right? human moments, and what makes it true, because with superheroes, the whole thing is when they learn their powers or master them right. or whatever. That's, like, the big thing. You're right. You're right. Right. Okay, well, let's, let's move on. I think we can all agree, it, even if it is a dirty kind of thing, it wasn't dirty enough. So let me give you a it wasn't, yes. The, the bottom line, the reason it wasn't nerdy enough, no movie that stars Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and it can be the nerdiest movie of the year anymore. That's, it just can't be. Are, That's the bottom line. Okay, so why is, what about Disney's Maleficent? <laughs> Maleficent. No. Never saw it, but no. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. I think... I also I mean, she, did not see that one. Well, the, I mean, Maleficent is considered kind of this nerdy thing because she's like, you know, oh. she's kind of been this like favorite of uh, villains for a lot of people, so... But you, but you're saying, yeah, I would, I would say there's definitely potential for nerdiness, mm-hmm. but I didn't see it, so I, I just can't say. Okay, Ange- you know, Angelina Jolie does have some nerd cred. I mean, in you played Tomb Raider character, you know. She was Tomb Raider. She, she was in, she was in Beowulf. I mean. Laura, Laura, Tar- Laura, Laura Tomb Raider, right? Rock. That's yeah, that's Laura, Laura, Laura Tomb Raider. <laughs> Laura Raider. Oh, that's thank you, Sam. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost. I knew Tomb I got it wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so let's move on to Seth MacFarlane's sort of failed comedy. Wait, Jeremy, did, did you see Maleficent? You, you saw it, right? No, it's on my list. Uh, it, I'll get it soon. Oh, okay. So we have to we have to kind of give that a, a incomplete uh, yeah. because none of us have seen, have seen it. No, which is a shame. Yeah. So a million days to die in the West was Ted's like follow up, and. It, there was aspects of it which were kind of dirty. Now here's the real problem, and I know you guys haven't seen it. It's not funny. So that's oh, yeah. the, that's the problem. It's sort of like there's some sort of winning performances, and it's not like that boring. But it's like I'm like, oh, why am I not laughing? I laughed a lot at Ted. It's just not. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like Seth MacFarlane's arc in general. I mean, he's like a great entertainer. It's like he starts out with some pretty funny stuff, and then it's just you yeah. Know, so next, nothing. you know, th- I don't know. I don't know how, I just sort of picked up, like, I didn't even watch previews for that movie, and I just got this vibe that it wasn't funny. Yeah. And it turned out that I was right. So, it's sort of, it's <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know where weird. it came from, though. It's like, it yeah. might as well have just been a normal kind of light drama about this guy who's yeah. sort of a fish out of water in the Old West. I mean, it, it was basically okay. It was like a low-rent movie. It just wasn't very funny. That was, which was weird. Anyway, I, I do like the Seth MacFarlane expand. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'd like to move on to one movie that I think is actually pretty nerdy, which is called Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. Or Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow, depending on what the newest name is. Because you love Groundhog Day? Is that why? The movie is pretty nerdy. It's about this guy, played by Tom Cruise, who basically gets into a Groundhog Day situation. But he's fighting against mm-hmm. aliens. Right. And that's already, there's right. something inherently nerdy about that anyway. And have you guys seen it? Sure. You saw Edge? No, uh, no, I did. Okay, I definitely recommend this one a lot. If you can see it, it's a pretty, okay. It's a pretty great movie, a very entertaining. Well, Jeremy, Jeremy, we'll watch it. We'll watch it next time I come in. Just do that. Okay, well, it, it's a it's a real fun movie, and 
I think that when it comes down to it, though, despite everything, despite this, you know, the sci-fi, the repeating, which are all extremely nerdy aspects, you know, I still can't, in good conscience, say that it's nerdier than Knights of Badass Stone. That's just sort of how I feel about it at this point. But it is pretty nerdy, based on the reasons I already said. All right, so let's move on. Now, I think we can skip past... To Christian Mingle? Christian Mingle? Is that the one that's the nerdiest one, you think, that's a contender? <laughs> what about Supermensch? Christian Mingle. Oh Which is nerdier, Supermensch or Christian Mingle? I think, I think I by, by, default, by, by default, a Jewish thing is probably going to be nerdier I, than, than... I thought last Christian year... That's not, out of, that's not out of any superiority. It's just, it's wasn't just there, probably... Wasn't there a, an Ed Koch movie last year that you were like, this is the nerdiest movie? <laughs> uh, all right well i think here's my feeling we can skip 22 jump street yeah it's sort of metafictional metatextual about sequels and making fun of them uh but i don't think it's as nerdy and i have uh, I feel how to train your dragon not that nerdy despite being about dragons and stuff so no i don't i don't think that nerdy you guys agree with me on that one yeah yeah I, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. All right. So, what about Transformers? Uh, nope. Move on. What? <laughs> no. All right. Well, how about keep moving. how about Snowpiercer? Snowpiercer stars Chris Evans's Captain America and Tilda Swinton, and it's based off of a a French graphic novel, and it's directed by the South Korean guy. So, it's about a post-apocalyptic future where a bunch of people are on a train, the entire population of the Earth. And it's about how there is this rebellion led by Chris Evans' character to go from the back of the train to the front of the train. And, you know, all the trials and tribulations in their way. It's an excellent movie. Uh, you know, okay. This I is would, a movie that I, I wanted to see, but did not get around to seeing, unfortunately. Um, but it definitely has very high potential for nerdiness. Yeah, no, this is, a, this is definitely a good movie. It, you know, the sci-fi parts... The the way that it's unforgiving with a lot of its messages, you know, because part of it is that it's a foreign movie based on a foreign novel, a graphic, you know, it's a comic book, a graphic novel, you know, mm. there's all these, there's a lot of aspects there that are very nerdy, you know, it's sort of unapologetic okay. about that stuff. And I think it's on, it's on Netflix, right? I think it might be. Sure yeah. That, uh, one, of my, one of my roommates was watching it on Netflix, I'm pretty sure at one point, so cool, that's good to know. Yeah, it's a good one. So let's let's think about this for a second. What do you guys think? I'm gonna throw it on the list of maybe nerdiest of the year at this point. Yeah, it's it's just so hard to compare to a movie like Knights of Badassin because Snowpiercer is like a very like high concept, dark, serious kind of movie. It's a high and, concept and, sci-fi rigmarole. Is that? <laughs> nice to no. know. That's a reference. That's not what I said. But um. Uh, no, but, uh, and Knights of Bad Astem is, like, a dumb comedy that's, like, kind of a mess. Yeah, but, so, Sam, Sam, if we're like, talking about this... how do you movies like that? But if we're talking about a kind of foreign, dystopic, um, comic book adaptation, that's pretty nerdy. Right. No, I'm, I agree. And it's not... I agree that it is nerdy. Comic. I'm saying, I'm just saying, like, how do you compare it to, like, Knights of Bad Astem? Because they're so different. Right. Okay. So we'll put it on the list, and let's. So I guess they're they're in different categories. So I guess it's the degree to which they are nerdy in their categories. Right. So let's let's skip ahead. You know, past the brony tale. I know you guys really right, love. We'll, I love we'll, we'll put it on the list. And let's talk about for a second. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Have you guys seen the last Planet? No, of the I, movie? 
No, I didn't. I, I'd like to see it. Have you seen the the other yeah. one that I've, came out with James Franco? Yeah, I saw. I saw the. Yeah. Uh, this one was pretty decent. I haven't I, seen any of the Planet of the Apes movies. I, I mean, you know, it's sort of. A I kind sad of feel. I, I should have done my disclaimer at the beginning where I like explain that I actually actually haven't watched almost any of these movies <laughs> and I'm just talking about them anyway. Sure I forgot to do that. I was going to, but I'll just okay, make the disclaimer here. I haven't seen most of these see movies yeah. and I'm talking about them anyway. There it is. Hey, this is that's so. It's. I don't know. It's pretty nerdy to be pedantic about stuff you don't know anything about. So, <laughs> the thing that's interesting about Doctor Who: Games is that it's a similar kind of sci-fi dystopian thing because it's like we know it's going to set up the Planet of the Apes, so it doesn't have a happy ending. And it's like, yep, nope, it's going right. to get worse. Nope, it's it's worse. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'm glad that they stuck yeah. to it. It's uh, I found it okay. I mean, I wouldn't put it above a lot of other stuff. A lot of people really liked it. They loved their indie circuses and such. But for me, uh, it's nothing compared to the other ones. Not, nothing at all. And similarly, when we move on to Boyhood, uh, there's an aspect which is sort of a nerdy film thing. You know, a movie that was filmed over the course of 12 years. So you watch this kid grow up and watch everyone else get older. You know, there's certainly an aspect there. What was the name of it again? Boyhood. And uh, Boyhood will probably also win the best you know, picture of the year at the Oscars and everything. Uh, probably deservedly so, but it's one of these things where I'm not going to be able to call it as nerdy as some of these other things. Because it's really more of a pretentious film perspective nerdy. You know what I mean? So I think we can then move on to uh, everyone's favorite movie, Zach Braff's Wish I Was Here. And here's the problem with Zach Braff's Wish I Was Here. The movie is, not, is a bad movie. So I feel like... <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> it's uh, actually interesting because it's also... That like, would be a problem. <laughs> it's, it's not good. Um, I'm not going to get into the specifics, but there's like a whole extended sequence about Comic-Con, which is just awful. Just awful. And it shows such a weird, incorrect, limited understanding of fandom and nerds that it was just one of many, many problems. There was, of course, all the crazy weird problems that he got wrong about Orthodox Judaism, but that's a different problem. <laughs> he got it wrong there, too. So, there were some parts that were sort of, like, the way like, some of the characters dressed were sort of accurate, but then like, he would get a lot of details really wrong. It was just like, just annoying. Like, he must have done, like, a Google search for his research or something. Like, he checked on Wikipedia to look up, how do, how do Jews that are religious do it? Because he certainly wasn't religiously, and he get, definitely has feelings about his religion that he's trying to resolve with this movie. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, but, ugh. So let's move on to the documentary, Video Games, the Movie. Now, I know what you're thinking. Okay. Video Games, the Movie? That's I know very little. Really? Mo- you know, no- I know very little about this movie. I have to say, like, yeah, very, very. I didn't little. even realize until we went to the list that this happened. Yeah, but it's it's literally basically just a stupid documentary about you know video game stuff, you know. And I don't. Is it is it a it's stupid documentary? The, well, like, okay, it, stupid is not fair. It is, this is basically very generic. You know, it's like here's how video games became popular, like starting from the beginning of Atari and then going to like modern times. And I feel like it's nothing special. You know, it's just like. Oh, okay. It's very, it's very oh, literal. So it's just nothing. like a yeah. Yeah, yeah. straightforward like, history of video games? Yeah, exactly. So from my perspective, just because this okay. topic is nerdy, like with Jodorowsky's Dune, 
doesn't make it as nerdy as some of these other things. So I'd like to move on to and quickly move past Hercules starring The Rock. And Mm -hmm. just like any of these sort of vaguely fantastical Hercules things, there's an element of nerdiness there. And I think that we can leave it at that. And then we move to Lucy. Now, Lucy, I <laughs> have to argue, is a nerdy kind of movie because it's a, it's a, it's sort of a similar kind of transcendence type of thing. It was much better than that. But it's it, uh, the movie is pseudoscientific about, like, what if we could utilize more of our brain's potential? Like, at one point, Morgan Freeman is, you know, going around, he's like, well, we only utilize 10%. Well, imagine if you could do 20. Well, then you could probably, you know, watch with your eyes closed. At 30, you could watch using your ears. At 50, you could, <laughs> you could see just by thinking that what you want to see, etc. So, <laughs> the point... Yeah. Um, so, what happens Which, if you... How, ma- how much of your brain do you have to use to be able to, like, move things telepathically? That's, I think he said, like, 60. That's, that's what I... Because she does that in the movie. She well, can, Mor- like, Morgan she can, like... Freeman would know. Yeah, right. Well, anyway, I think, okay, it's, it's Luke Besson. It's about this, you know, she can do stuff with her mind. You know, it's like basically about like humans transcending their normal form and becoming something higher. You know, it's a trippy, weird French movie. I don't think you could argue that there's something dirty about that, even though it's kind of a weird mainstream kind of thing also. Uh, and of course, it's, right. The, it's, right. The, it's the second Scarlett Johansson movie I've mentioned that you guys haven't seen. Right. I guess we don't have to count Captain right. America 2 because you saw that. But even with everything I say, I'm going to put it lower on the nerdy scale than what we did already. So, easy enough. So let's get over to our right. first serious contender, which is Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians yes. of the Galaxy. All right, well, let's hold off on that for just a second so we can talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, was okay. The movie made no sense. There were elements that were stupid. Megan Fox acted terribly. And there's a nostalgic element to it. I say not as nerdy. So okay. let's get back to Guardians of the Galaxy. But before we do <laughs> that, right. let's talk about the, the giver, which is Sam's pick of last Wait, what, year. What is, what is happening? He oh, wants to talk longer about Guardians around. of the Galaxy. Sam, last year you said the yes. giver was your honorable mention, where you thought it might be one of the yes. movies of the year. Now I see yes. you have it not turns seen out that I, I didn't see it, first of all. Um, <laughs> although, um, my, uh, my lady friend did. Nice. And um, she, she said it was not good. Um, um, I saw it, and it was okay. It seemed exceptionally generic to me, but maybe it's just because everything's been copying it since then. But I felt like it was kind of... I don't know. It, it seemed like it was a, a lesser version of things like The Hunger Games to me. So I'm going to have to say probably not Sam. All right, well, let's get back to... Yeah, Guardians. no, that was that was a, a bad call, I think. Uh, let's get back to Guardians of the Galaxy. Whatever. But, it, was, but, it, was, it was a long, long shot. But before we talk about that, uh, we'll skip... <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy for a, a little bit here. All right, so, Guardians of the Galaxy. Obviously, let's we, talk had, about it. we had a huge podcast where we talked about it, we don't, so we don't need to get into like, the analysis of it. So let, really, let's just talk about whether or not we think it's as nerdy as everything else. Now, it's definitely one of the nerdier movies of the year, 
despite everything. You know, we've you know we've seen it. I mean, I've seen it probably four times. I would say, uh, and you know, I yeah, I saw it, it uh, twice so far. Yeah, and, and you know, I watched it with the commentary, which is also very interesting. And you know, there's there's a there's a there's a lot. There's a lot nerdy about it because, I mean, in so many ways, first of all, not a lot of people know about Guardians of the Galaxy. Very few people knew, which doesn't necessarily make it nerdy, but but but, but that that is part of it. It got really deep. It got It's deep into the Marvel world universe without really touching on a lot of the general Marvel things, except, I mean, the Avengers storyline, except for the Thanos thing. But still, you know, it was, it was you know, Xandar and uh, what's the other one? The Groot, oh, the, um the Cree, Cree, Cree. The Cree, yeah. Cree, yes. The, yeah, the, 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 yeah. You know, like that whole war. Definitely, I think people who follow Marvel would know what that is. So it's pretty nerdy. A lot of, a lot of, though there were also like these pop culture references that were in there. Like I think it was, it, it, it happened in a nerdy way. Mm-hmm. I think it was so pretty nerdy. My feeling right now is that it's going to tie for nerdiest of the year. And then we can decide later if we think it really is the nerdy. All right. So right now, Right now we have basically four contenders. Is that right? Yeah, we have Snowpiercer, Noah, Guardians of the Galaxy, Knights of Bad Aston. Those are our big ones. Right. And after that, you okay. know, maybe we have X-Men, Lucy, Under the Skin, Captain America. You know, ones right. that aren't going to win. Okay. But, oh my okay. god, guys, I just realized we, we've made a terrible mistake. We forgot to talk about sex tape. Sex tape mm. with Cameron Diaz <laughs> and Jason Siegel. Come on, listen. This is about a guy that accidentally uploaded yeah. a sex tape to the cloud. The cloud, guys. Can you get more nerdy than the cloud? cloud? <laughs> <laughs> they basically had to invent... That means anyone can see it, because it's on the cloud. <laughs> they had to invent a new kind of sharing that doesn't exist to explain how it actually could happen. Because <laughs> then after that, they even said, you know what? And then later on, they actually go... And then he's like, you know, I need to delete this. And he's like, oh, you idiot. You just had to literally go in and delete it. And it would have deleted from everyone's. And he's like, oh, crap. Mm. This is after he'd already been blackmailed. And then it was... That's how it works on iTunes, right? Yeah, so it was it was nonsense. Put something up, then you delete it. It deletes it from everybody's computer. Right, First it like, downloads it down to everybody's computer. Then it deletes it from everybody's computer. It would, it would have worked if they just said it was iTunes. I'd like to quickly talk about Sin City 2. You know, this is one of those things that came out like 10 years after the original. It's still based right. on Frank Miller's graphic novel. You know, right. it, this one also has Ava Green also being naked. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Is it a good movie? No. But is it a nerdy movie? Kind of. So, you guys haven't seen it. But compare no. it against First City. Would you consider that a nerdy movie? Yeah, in its way. Yeah. Sin City was, although it was also a very cool movie. Yeah, no, which, but it was, it was nerdy. It was nerdy. You know, mm-hmm. it was okay, nerdy. but I think so, so it was, yeah, in some ways it was nerdy, and in other ways it was, like, a little bit too, like, cool and stylish and, like, clearly, like, you know, and it was, like, a big hit. Right. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, like this, I mean, like SimCity, it's been 10 years, it's just like, you know, everyone's like over it, right? right. I think that's fair to say. Everyone is over SimCity. Okay, well, let's right. move on okay. quickly to the Maze Runner, which is another Hunger Games ripoff. 
But it's also like mm-hmm. sci-fi dystopian special ones type of thing. It actually does a decent job of the way it subverts the special ones. You said you said Hunger Games ripoff. Oh, it's called the Maze Runner. It's another like YA sci-fi dystopian novel where one guy is like the special. Well, no, of course it turns out it actually subverts it in a way because it turns out the guy. I assume you don't care that I'm spoiling this. Yeah, go ahead. It turns Spoilers. Out that the guy who was like the special guy. Is actually he used to work for the evil people, and he forcibly put himself into the bad situation to help them out, which is sort of like oh. a more interesting way. At least it made more Not sense. Bad. But you know, the movie was fine; it was okay. But I want to bring up a very interesting choice. Now, you guys, I, I haven't even seen this because I kept pushing it off. But it's called Zero Theorem. It's from Telly Gilliam, 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 Gilliam. I think it's Gilliam. Gilliam. All right. This is one of the true box office bombs of the year. It had a mm-hmm. budget of about ten million, made about seven hundred and seventy thousand, and uh, that's not good. Wow, and it, that's not good. It's about a guy named Cohen with the Q left, start with Christoph Waltz, who's about a reclusive computer genius working on a formula to determine whether life holds any meaning. So there's something like weirdly pie-ish about that. Now, I haven't actually seen it, but it, it always seemed kind of a weird, nerdy thing to me. I don't know. With Terry Gilliam, it's very tricky. You can have really great stuff, but you can also have, like, really odd stuff that isn't that great. But Brazil was pretty good, and 12 Monkeys I really liked a lot. But, uh, Fear and Loathing Las Vegas is fantastic. Right. Brothers Grimm, bad. Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, horrible. And especially considering with Heath Ledger's last movie. So, I don't know. I mean... Let's just think about this for a second. Do we even want to consider this movie, considering we haven't even seen it? No. no. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, maybe if one of us had seen it, we could kind of talk about its potential as a, a nerdy movie, but yeah. I don't know. All right, well, let's move on then. What about Gone Girl? Gone Girl. Now, my feeling about Gone Girl is, mm. is, is that it's a little too uh, mainstream. It's David Fincher. Yeah. That helps. But I think that the concept is just too mainstream. It does, it's not nerdy enough. I like the movie. It's a good movie. But it's, too, it's not really nerdy enough. So I guess we'll move on to Benji's apparently favorite movie, I guess. Christian Mingle? That's why? Yeah. Is it because of who stars in it? You know, who the stars girl, in it? The girl from Mean Girls. Oh, Lacey Chabert? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, oh well, yeah. That, that I got that means wow, it's got to be good. Got to be amazing. <laughs> Benji's man. like, now I got to check this movie out. It's got Lacey Chabert. In I it. mean, it, it looked terrible in the movie because Gwyneth uh, Hayden has it all—a top-notch career, killer wardrobe, dream apartment, and great friends. <laughs> she thinks the only thing missing is a man. Oh, this is not a Christian movie at all. What are you talking about? In the honest realization, she sees her superficial life for what it really is, and is driven to create a personal relationship with. Who do you think? Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Is it Groot? God. No, it's God. <laughs> it's hard to say. Wait, she's... She's the voice of Meg? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was... The original. No, only oh, only oh. for the first year. And then it was Mila Kunis after that. Oh, no wonder it sounds weird when... Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what it says in the first, first. <laughs> Okay. I know. It sounds terrible. So... <laughs> kind of hilarious, considering the fact that Lacey Chabert actually is Jewish. Is she? Are you sure about that? I think she is. Mm, I don't know if that's true, but whatever. I, I think you might be wrong about that. 
against him, but it doesn't matter. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna Wikipedia her and find out. So what about Whiplash, Finch? It was fantastic. It's um I wouldn't call it the 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 the, the nerdiest movie like the nerdiest movies of the year, but I mean it, it I'm sure it has resonance amongst um amongst especially like jazz students because it, it took this other approach that people probably don't see or really know about unless they're unless they're in these like high pressure music schools right. about like it about like the the rough side of it which i think was kind of the point to a certain degree like like cuz i mean the, you you could you could do this type of movie with a bunch of different types of things that doesn't take away from it it was a fantastic movie um so there was that and i think and i think what also would make it nerdy is just the fact that that one thing and a lot of people wouldn't know about it and i and i think this is like a sort of sub like a like a subculture it's definitely a subculture in the country you know the, the people try to be jazz musicians, and um, and I and there were definitely just a lot of references to think to to things and way ways he talked about things. And even though everyone probably knows notes and tempo, a lot of people who are musicians, there's there's something really about about it in terms of if you were a jazz musician, knowing, knowing just the way they talked about it and and that whole world, and also also but the, the whole idea of just like you know the way you actually really gain respect in in that world is a whole different thing. Like they are kind of. I get it, it's weird. It's weird where like nerdiness and like pretentiousness collide because it definitely exists in the jazz world and in like these these technical music worlds. It's like it can be very nerdy, but also just pretentious sort of stuff. But um, I I uh, I, I don't you know it was just just in general really good and and it, and it, it you didn't feel like it was like betraying any jazz thing. Now I'm not a, a jazz musician, but there there was a great little thing they put in there which I'm sure a lot of jazz musicians really appreciated, which is. Where there was like that poster they had that said like 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 a jazz musicians work or jazz musicians like study um, rock bands like play what did it what, what did it say it says something like that but, oh those who don't know music play in rock bands is that what it says mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about which thing there was like a poster that he had like near his uh his uh his oh, wall well, yeah I don't I, yeah I don't remember off the top of my head. Never. So no, not nerdiest movie of the year, but it does it does deserve a mention for some some nerdiness. There is some nerdiness there. Right. Okay. So let's move on then to. All right. So um, update on Lacey Chabert. She's she not. appears not to be Jewish. However, she did marry a guy who might be Jewish. Oh well. well there you <laughs> so, go. There's that. <laughs> there you go, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> she married a guy. His name is David Ned. Dar. It sounds Jewish. It does sound a little Jewish, I guess. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to Birdman. Birdman. And I'm going to have to say that there is a real dirty quality to this kind of thing. You know, it's dealing with this guy who used to be... It's a deconstruction of superhero concepts and, like, theater existentialism. You know, I, I don't know, but you saw it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, um, yeah, I... It's it's also just kind of nerdy in in uh, I don't know if, how much it makes it nerdy or not, but just I, I just it definitely would resonate with a lot of people who are uh, have been doing stage acting for a while, like 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 uh, um you know who are stage actors. It really it really captured that. And it, one thing it really captured, which was cool, because you know it reminded it got it reminded me of some of my experiences uh, with it. Is just the whole feeling and and of like you know coming out onto the stage and like the the rehearsal night. And the performance nights and all that sort of stuff, and a lot of the literal backstage stuff and how everything looked. So it, it, it satisfied that. And then there was some of the there's 
it didn't really go super deep into any sort of comic book or superhero nerdiness, but but that that was a theme in there that worked really well. But but um, it didn't really go super deep into that. Right. Okay. This is a movie that I I haven't seen, but I need to see. Yeah, you like, do need to see it. I would, this is probably like number one on my list. Like you know, I definitely want to see Snowpiercer also, but like Birdman, Birdman is a movie that I've, I've definitely have high on my on my priority. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So sure to, to check that out. Probably Birdman and Guardians of the Galaxy are like top two movies of the year. Like they're they're both on each other's level in different ways. And it's great because Birdman is kind of like a take on these big blockbuster, um, uh, in a way these big blockbuster uh, super movies. Yeah. But just because of all this like Jewish nonsense, let me just make <laughs> feel a little bit better and tell you that Ava Green is actually Jewish. So okay, that's you know, good. There you have it. Oh, you have hey. wait, wait, why is that good? I don't care. <laughs> well that's good did you remember your thing a while ago finally a Jew makes it in Hollywood <laughs> that's right so I mean yeah I mean gee what about all the others alright let's move on to Interstellar and I gotta tell you you know when you're dealing with like trying to make things scientifically accurate when it comes to space stuff and sci-fi I mean come on relativistic space travel? How is that not nerdy? Pretty nerdy. Okay. Yeah. So the real question, is it because it's such a huge spectacle, does that make it less nerdy? That's the question. No, I wouldn't say so, but it's still, I don't think it's nerdy some of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Mm, yeah. And I haven't seen it yet. All right. What about Big Hero 6? You did see that one. Alright, hold on. Go. So what about Big Hero 6? No. Okay. Well, let's move on then to The Imitation Game, which was about Alan... Oh, so The Imitation Game only just came out, right? Well, I mean, it came out... Like it was at the very end of the year? Yeah. That's right. So I I haven't had an opportunity to see it yet. Um, It certainly is, like, potentially extremely nerdy i mean it's a movie about alan turing who's basically like you know an iconic nerd in history and also like a like an iconic specifically an iconic nerd hero um an actual historical like heroic nerd um that they finally made a movie about um so so it does have the potential to be like a movie that is very important to nerds now, does that make it a nerdy movie? That's like a different question, I think, right? And I say no, because I saw it. Okay. Okay. I don't think of it as uh, that nerdy a movie. Sure, Charles Dance is in there from Game of Thrones, but that's like, I mean, and it is about, you know, code breaking. But to me, it was just more of an indie movie than it was a nerdy movie. Right. Right. But it's, it's, a, it's a movie that, well, I don't know. I mean, do you think it's good? Do you think it's a movie that, like, people need to see? I think it's overrated, if that's what you mean. I'm saying, like, nerds, specifically. Like, it's a movie that nerds need to see because they need to learn about the life of Alan Turing. I do not. Okay, that's a shame. Because somebody should make a good movie about Alan Turing. Well, that's just how I feel. I just don't think it's that great a movie. But, anyway. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can quickly talk about Hunger Games. I don't really think of it as that nerdy... No. Though it really, it really, no. I, I thought it was, I thought it was really good, and it really, it, 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 it did resonate, and, um, and I think just altogether a really good movie. 
I still think the second one was the best out of the three so far. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, let's let's skip over the Hobbit for a second and just talk about if there's anything else happening. Like, for example, there's Into the Woods, and I think we could all say, you know, in terms of things like theater nerdy, that's pretty yeah. up there. Yeah, right. it's it's up there for yeah, theater nerds because sure. it's it's one of those it's one of those it like not that it's not a known play but it's like a little less known to, but it's like but it's it's really beloved by by a lot of theater people. Yes, right. definitely musical theater people specifically. Definitely yeah. agree. Now, um, at least one person that I spoke to who's seen the movie and is familiar with the the stage play said that the movie was disappointing relative to the stage play, um, which I think hurts its nerd cred. Right. Okay. Um, you know, so, but, but still definitely like it is, it is nerdy and it's about like fairy tales and stuff, which also makes it nerdy. Mm-hmm. All right. Right. I think we can agree on that, but, uh, but probably not one of the top nerdiest movies. Agreed. And what about the interview? The interview is not nerdy at all. Definitely one of the most newsworthy things of, of the of the year, but yeah, it was not yeah. as funny as their last one. I'll tell you that much. This is the end, which was a really good one. Uh, this one was just sort of okay. Is my feeling? It had some funny moments, but it was overall kind of. Eh. I've seen better. Is sort of like my general feeling about it. So, which um, is not right. exactly uh, the ringing endorsement per se. All right, so that finally brings us to, that's right, Monsieur Zichobet. Now, have you guys actually seen The Hobbit? Or no. Am I the only one nope. who's seen it? It's, it's, really, it's really interesting because I just remember, you know, the first year, when the first Hobbit came out, I was, like, defending it. And I remember, I'm sure you saw on the podcast I was defending it. And, <laughs> and talking about, like, why are people making such a big deal out of it? Then when I saw the second one, I was like, oh, yeah, this really is fucking terrible. And then I, so that, like, I, I don't want to see the third one. And then also from what I've heard, there's no reason to see it. Like it's like, what what just what just like bad decision making just went into it. It's, it's, it's funny because I think most people seem to think that the second one was better than the third than the first one. Yeah, but I, but I'm so saying I think I think I, I think I I think I just like sort of caught on a little more, so to speak. Like yeah. it, it it seemed to me it became clear to me what was going on, which is mm-hmm. well, kind of made from the beginning, which is that it should not be stretched out to three movies, and that it possibly could have been at least decent if there were two movies. That could have made sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. There's just they're just adding in all this other stuff, these other lessons, or whatever, and really trying to capitalize on a on 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 Lord of the Rings, but in a bad way. It's just I'm I'm just waiting for the fans to make like the fan edit yep. where they take all three movies and just cut them down uh, yeah. and edit totally. them into like a single like one like two hour movie yeah. that's like good and like I'm has good passing. Yeah, because yeah. I mean we all know they're go- that someone's going to do that, right? Because yeah. people have already made fan. It's edits. just a matter of like. Of the first two, but there hasn't yeah. been a Blu-ray release of The Hobbit, so there isn't like a high-quality way to do it. So, right. Once that happens, you know, I think I've already. Once that so, happens, I will heard, happily watch the fan edit of The Hobbit. So I have one particular well-known fan editor who goes by the name Q2. Uh, that's the guy mm-hmm. who did those the the Star Wars stuff that we saw, Ben, yeah. that we like. Excellent, the excellent one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. He said he's going to make two Hobbit edits. One of them. Is going to be basically literally what the Hobbit text is. Like, oh, like and the other one. That's kind of cool. And the other one will be more like his version of trying to make all three Hobbits. Into trying to make like the best that movie is, that he can make. 
He yeah. gets so much. Do you know how much nerd cred that is for what he's doing with that? <laughs> so I think that is amazing nerd cred. Yeah, he said he's going to try to make it into he's... one and a half or two movies uh, as like good movies. But he, you know, he has yeah. to wait till they're all out. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. all out on Blu-ray. He's. I, I'm with Benji. He's way nerdier than us. Well, he also <laughs> that is that is that is Star Wars amazing. Like that is that is like the level. I of- would gladly cede my my seat in this podcast if he wants to join in, in my stead. Well, yeah. none of my us. God, that is, that I will is, retire is, my position. Yeah, he's like, and the fact that he's doing both of those things, which that yeah. So we already know that he's capable of doing good fan edit stuff. So. I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what he does with that you know, whenever it happens. But, guys, we've come to the time where we got to decide nerdiest movie of 2014. Yeah, I think... Wait, so we, we're all agreeing that The Walken. Hobbit... <laughs> wait, what... Are, what where, hold on, before you get into your Christopher Walken impression. Um, <laughs> all right, where are we... Where are we placing The Hobbit? Is The Hobbit not in contention I anymore? Guess it still has to be. Because that's, that would be a huge upset if The Hobbit, it turns out, isn't actually one of the contenders for Nerdiest Movie of the Year. So, so what, what do we have? What do it's we have? still The Hobbit, so I have to say it's still there. But let me give you our top six. Knights of Badasta, Noah, right. Guardians of the Galaxy, Snowpiercer, Interstellar, Hobbit. That's our, that, those are our six. Okay. Here's where we have to do our little trick, which is, all right, pick your top two of that, top two nerdiest of the year. Okay. So, Knights of Badasta, Guardians of the Galaxy, Noah, No Pierce, Interstellar, Hobbit, and uh, let's just do the same order we did last time. Um, So, I think that, Sam, you go first with that. Okay, so hold on. It's Knights of Ben Aston, Noah, Guardians of the Galaxy, Snowpiercer, Snowpiercer, Interstellar, Interstellar, Hobbit. and Hobbit. Yeah, I just pasted that in so you can see it as okay. well. Yeah, and I'm just writing it down so I can have it kind of visually. So, I'm going to, let me look here for a second. I'm going to just going to take a quick think, and I'm going to pick what I think are my two nerdiest. And I think I've got it. All right, so Sam... What are your top two nerdiest movies of the year? Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm going to explain my, my decision-making a little bit. Um, I'm going to cut out Knights of Badassdom because the other movies are much higher quality. And, oh, oh. like, Knights of Badassdom, while it's definitely, like, a nerdy movie, it wasn't really that good. So and we are, I'm knocking it out. I see what you're saying. Because we got rid of so many other movies that for not being as good. Right. Okay. Like Amazing right. Spider-Man too. Um, I'm also knocking out. I'm knocking out the Hobbit because there's been so much backlash against the Hobbit from nerds. Yeah, that they, clearly they also got that rid of. They, they also got rid of plenty of things that are, you know. That, no, I'm not that, that made, about what they got rid of. No, no, I'm saying I'm like also loses some. General. It also loses some some some, some uh, nerd cred because of just all the shit they did with it. Yeah, for example, Radigan right. it loses, is it loses bunnies. nerd cred. Is bunnies? That was it. Loses nerd cred because not not. Hold on, it's it's. I'm not talking about the specifics of what they did. What I'm saying is the fact that the nerd community has rejected this movie yeah. is a pretty clear sign that it can't be the nerdiest movie, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've knocked those two out, um, and now it it's sort of like it becomes very difficult because there's two movies that I've seen and two movies that I haven't seen. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I am I'm going to go with the two movies that I saw, which were Noah and Guardians of the Galaxy Ooh, as the top two. Upset. It's not. It's not really. Not really fair, I'm granting, that I haven't seen Snowpiercer and Interstellar, but I don't think I'm so far off the mark okay. in saying that. So okay. those are my choices. No and Guardians. All right, all right. All right, so we got to vote for Guardians and vote for Noah Benj. What do you think? Guardians of the Galaxy, and even though I haven't really seen it except parts of it, I'd say Snowpiercer. So you're saying Boom. Guardians and Snowpiercer. Wow. Oh. Whew. Okay, man. Oh, lordy, lordy. Now... You know what it's funny? Because I was actually, I still have to pick Knights of Ben Aston because being, a, you know, that isolated and hated in a sense, despite doing what you love, is kind of a nerdy thing too. But yeah. I'm also was going to say Guardians of the Galaxy, and that means it sounds like we have consensus. It sounds like we're saying Guardians of the Galaxy is actually the nerdiest movie of 2014. There we go. I think that's good. I think that's fine. Yeah. I think. I don't think. And it's just. It's just great. Guardians of the Galaxy is even kind of on that Star Wars level, where it's like it's both very nerdy and very um, mainstream. And like it hits you in that nerdy way too. It doesn't. It doesn't hit you like, oh, this is too mainstream. Like it doesn't. It doesn't like do a bunch of stuff that is just to pander to mainstream people. Also, like, if you hear James Gunn talking about how he, like, he has a real, he's got this real, like, love of the individual stuff he's, he's doing and is really trying to, trying to show this love he has of, of all these various things and, and put them in there. I think, I think it was just, you know. It, and the, it, it's easy to overlook now, but the movie took so many risks, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, like, telling a story about characters that nobody really was familiar with. The soundtrack is like all of these like songs from like the 60s and 70s, you know, that were like it's like a totally out there kind of soundtrack. Um, you know, the characters themselves are like kind of goofy and weird. I mean, you know, you have like Groot. Can we do it that? Can we safely say that what it hit is I think here's what it did. I think it hit the nerd core in everyone. But seriously, I, I think that like like that's a nice, like that's a nice sentiment, Ben. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. it, it hit it hit nerds. Because some people, ha- everyone has like a nerd core, but they didn't. But like, not everyone like indulges it. So, yeah, uh, I like that. All right, so Sam, I think you agree, right? Yes. All right, I, so definitely we have it. And of course, no next year. It seems like we're probably thinking that Star Wars will probably be the nerdiest, and probably will be or pickles. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, man. It, that's I know I'm, I sort of was going a little bit out there with that one, but I guess we'll see. It'll be interesting to find out. Uh, I know you guys didn't see as many movies as I did this year because most people haven't. Most of us are not big time Hollywood critics like he's. But I think there were a lot of really great movies this year. There were a lot of forgettable ones. There were a few legitimately bad ones, but I really didn't see most of the really bad ones because nobody cares about those. You know, I think Blended was probably the worst movie I saw, I bet. And in the scheme of things, it wasn't as bad as, oh, you know, probably a, whatever stupid Hunger Games ripoff movie was also on the list. You know, Jeremy, you know what I realized? Wait, you know who could who could possibly win your your um your um oh god, what's his name? Jude Law Award? Couldn't Scarlett Johansson win it this year? It's possible. Uh, I mean, she was. 
three movies, which is pretty decent. But I'm gonna have to say maybe not. Uh, well, you'll have to wait and see. Okay. We'll have to wait and see. All right, guys, this was fun. It was good talking about the world of movies and also the world of nerdiness. And this was pretty good. All right, guys. All right. Nerd you later. Nerd you later. Happy nerd year. Happy nerd year. Happy nerd year.